Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know this. You can get at me, as the kids say on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. All of our shows are available YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And, of course, Ross Tucker Pod is the network social media handle, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We are only 10 days away from the 2023 NFL Draft, which means several things. Number one, it's time to go back and listen to the last five, six, seven episodes of the College Draft Podcast because we've been going through position by position. Today, we'll dive into the D-linemen and the linebackers. With the great Emery Hunt, you can check him out on social media like I do, at F-Ball Game Plan. He's, of course, one of the early adopters to YouTube. That's why he's a YouTube star. Football Game Plan on YouTube. And then most importantly, and I tweeted this last week, at Ross Tucker NFL, you got to get the draft guide. You just do. You know, the two things I like the most about it, first of all, Over a 1,000 scouting reports. So any guy that you've even seen in college that's good, Emory has a pro scouting report on him. Any guy your team could sign as a free agent, even have as a minicamp tryout guy, Emory has already got a scouting report on him. And I got to be honest with you, some of these other things I read, like the scouting reports, it's too much. I don't need all that. Like, tell me what the guy is. Tell me his strengths. Tell me his weaknesses. Bang. Thank you. I don't need a book on every guy. And, and, and nothing against the people that do that. I just like, just tell me the deal. Okay. Like, just tell me what, what, what the guy is. That's what Emory does. I'm a big fan. Footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. Emory, I want to dive right into the D line with you because. You know, we talk about this in other episodes, which is why people should check it out. You have five different D-line positions. 
one of my favorite things that you do. And by the way, this is kind of how teams look at it. Now, they also look at it like, okay, can this guy play multiple of these spots? But this is how teams look at it. Like, what is this guy ideally? So, Emery, I love when you do this. Go over your five different D-line spots and how they are differentiated from each other. Absolutely, Ross. And when we were talking about edge rushers, we're essentially talking about what used to be called weak side defensive ends or your 3-4 outside linebacker. So these are guys that can essentially play with their hand in the ground or up off the ground and, you know, drop back in that short zone coverage or whatever. But these are essentially your guys that get after the quarterback. So that's the edge rushers. Your 4-3 defensive ends is self-explanatory. Guys that traditionally play with their hand in the ground, whether on the strong side or weak side. But these guys you feel like are better with their hands in the ground, battling tackles consistently, good versus the run on a consistent basis. Your five techniques are sort of your cross between guys that can be a defensive tackle but are athletic enough to play in. They're probably big enough to play tackle but also bendy and versatile play in. They have the length to play in. They do a fantastic job in that regard. So that's the three different offensive, I'm sorry, defensive line spots then uh, in uh, defensive ends. But also for the defensive tackles, you have your regular defensive tackles, which can be your three-tech, your ones, your four-eyes, whatever. Then you have your nose tackles, guys that really play over the center and can shade to either side. So there is a difference between the defensive linemen. So you can't just list these guys as edge rushers or defensive tackles because they're going to be required to do different things at the NFL level. Totally agree. I mean, comparing all D tackles to each other, I mean, there's, you know, the kid from Pitt is so different from like the nose tackle from Wisconsin, you know, or, you know, Tyree Wilson has like 50 pounds on Nolan Smith, you know, and they're both the end or they're both considered edges. So let's start with your edges, Emery. You've got it. Will Anderson one, Tui Tui Pelotu two, Nolan Smith three. Yeah, and Will Anderson, I know it's prospect fatigue for a lot of people. They talked about last year, like, he shouldn't play college football because he's the best guy in the draft, sit out, and go get drafted number one. Now, this year, he's not better than, you know, me at defensive end. So people always get tired of talking about elite prospects. Will Anderson is elite, reminds me a lot of Terrell Suggs. A lot of the knocks you're seeing about Anderson, we saw and heard about Suggs when he was coming out of Arizona State. Oh, he's not really bendy. He's too short. He doesn't have the top-tier explosiveness. Every time I watch a Bama game, he's in the backfield, and he's going to be in the backfield as a pro player as well. Tell me about Tui Pelotu. I was shocked to see how explosive he was off the ball when you really study his tape. And not only just coming off the edge, but this guy can rush inside over guards and even play over the nose. You know, So he's versatile, but he's ideally your edge rusher. He's a guy that can come off the edge. He's twitchy. Um, has room to grow his game. He's a young player, and it's just fascinating to see how well he uses his hands, primarily because of his, his experience on playing inside. So when you transition that to the outside on a consistent basis, he's going to be a problem to deal with. Nolan Smith, the explosive edge rusher from Georgia, is a really interesting one. There's Wide range of opinions on him, Emery. What did you see when you watched the tape? We all know what he did at the combine. He's so explosive off the corner. 
and he has elite level clothes. So people sleep on the fact that when guys are able to diagnose what they see, whether it's going away from them or coming toward them, the ability to close that space, to accelerate, and you when, when you combine his length, it's a problem to where you think, I can get away from this guy going going away from him in a run game. Now he closes that gap, able to reach and get you down on the ground, and he's also able to close on the quarterback. People have to understand when they're looking at these Georgia prospects, you have to do a little bit more projection because of how they were utilized within their defense. People said the same things about Jordan Davis, about Trayvon Walker, and now they're saying the same things about Nolan Smith. So when you look at these guys as pro players, when you piece together what they do well athletically, and you're like, okay, I can see how this guy can have success as an edge rusher. He's one of the top tier ones in this class. It's really interesting. I mean, we've heard some of the same arguments for Georgia guys the last couple of years. Um, all right, let's get to your four three DNs, and that is Miles Murphy from Clemson, Fahoko. I know you love you some Fahoko, and then Mike Morris. Can you tell me about those three guys, Emery? Murphy to me is someone that is consistent. It's this is it has become sort of a uh defensive end factory for Clemson going back to the late great Gaines Adams right where it seems like every year it almost feels like you're watching the same guy you know it almost feels like you're watching the same prospect he just changed jerseys like I, I think I saw him before so they're so good at end and they do a good job of playing both sides of defense talking about rushing the passer and also versus the run I think Murphy is one of the more balanced defensive ends they have he's explosive he's quick and I think as a pro you can trust him because of the defense he came out of, he's going to be able to hold his own right there as a 4-3 defensive end. Fajoko's a guy I remember us talking about during the season. Tell me about what you liked on tape from him. It was funny. There was one game in particular that I watched, um, and the first play, Ross, he got cut blocked, got up, went down the field, and made an explosive tackle on the ball carrier. So when you see that type of effort, it's just like, goodness. Then the next play, he made the next play on play number two. Didn't play number three. Oh, guess what? He got a pressure. So when you're seeing people like that jump off the tape right out of the gate within the first 25 plays, it's like, wow, this dude is tremendous. And he carries that hustle all throughout the game. So when you watch him against power five opponents, Fajoko is doing what he does really well. So to me, he's one of the more underrated defensive end prospects because he's got the effort. He's got the core strength, and he has a hustle um, to, to make a play and try to disrupt things on both sides. Mikey Morris? Michigan, again, everyone talks about uh, Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle, but I thought Morris is probably one of the more consistent guys on film. And again, uses his hands rather well, shows an ability to disengage, get into the backfield, be disruptive, but also has an ability to find the football. A lot of guys get past that first wave, and they're lost. Not him. He finds the football, gets to the football, and makes a play at or behind the line of scrimmage. We're moving on to your five techniques, and I'm really curious about a couple of these guys. Let's start with Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Emory, I never heard of him until this season, and now people are talking about him like he's better than Will Anderson, going to be a top-five pick. You know what's fascinating, Ross? And this is why I love – my process in terms of when I get to get eyes on these guys and when I start to really break these guys down, because you have to block out the noise because if you don't, you kind of could rubber stamp guys and push, push guys up top of list. 
But watching him, yes, he is my number one five technique. But if you look at the grades, he's not my number one overall defensive end edge rusher, right? Um, because he has a lot of Marcus Davenport to his game, where on paper you like the components of the player, athlete, length, upside, you know, has all the pedigree that you want. But when you watch him as a football player, there are some questions. And I think it's just about, okay, what can we ask this guy to do to be successful? When he plays a five technique and in certain times at Texas Tech, he was excellent. Split double teams, get back there in the backfield, be disruptive. When he was asked to play on the edge, that requires a little bit more nuance, a little bit more technique. He doesn't have that yet. So I like him more inside where he can just blow stuff up and get to the quarterback. I think that's where he's ideally suited to play. So it's going to be a unique situation to where he goes to determine how well he can be right out of the gate as a rookie. So if he goes to a team that wants to use him inside, I think he can hit the ground running and be very successful. Number two, you have Tyler Lacey. Number three, Keon White is getting a lot of attention, Emery. Yeah, Keon White is someone when you watch Georgia Tech, and it has been brutal to watch Georgia Tech over the last couple of seasons, but White was actually pretty doggone good, and he was consistent. So you like someone like him uh, now starting to get that buzz. So it's funny when you start to see the buzz come, and then you start to see people kind of, you know, go back to the tape. But if you were already watching the tape, you would have seen this from White already. Um, But I do like the fact that when you think about White and Lacey, Lacey to me was the better player, football player, than um, Tyree Wilson but not the athlete Tyree Wilson is. So Lacey may be someone that could be a plug-and-play guy right away. He may not even go on day two, right? But he should um, because he's so good as a football player. He was productive consistently at Oklahoma State. And so I like all three of these guys. I think all three can be five techniques. They have that length, that punch off the line, and they can be very good uh, right out of the gate. Going to hear about your top D tackle, nose tackle, inside backer, and outside backer when we come back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your top D tackle, Emery, Brian Brissy from Clemson. I am willing to take last year and put an asterisk by it because I know he was going through life situations. So that could end coming off of an injury. So that could take a little bit of the the shine off of what we know he is and what he can be. I think he has a big body type of frame to where if he, you know, gets back to what he was as a freshman when he was explosive off the ball, he was dynamic with his hands. He was disruptive. I think he also is versatile enough to be a five technique and be dominant in that role too. Um, I can see him as a Cam Hayward, you know, someone that could play over any one of the techniques on the interior. So I like him as my number one defensive tackle. I know people say, oh, Jalen Carter, I have an 81 grade on Brissy and an 80 on Jalen Carter. So I like Jalen Carter as well. Um, I just like the versatility of Brissy a little bit more, which is why he has that number one uh, 
that 81 as opposed to that 80. But Carter is another one that does a really good job just being explosive. And for Carter, I think what's underrated by any football player is the fact that he has a great sense of timing, knowing when and where to make the big play. A lot of times guys just don't show up in the moment, but Carter is someone that's able to show up in the moment. And I'm not worried about what's happened at the combine or at the pro day. Dealing with life situations like that um, is it's going to be tough. Plus, we've seen another elite prospect like Carter get prospect fatigue to where it's stuck. Well, you know, maybe maybe you know the kid from Pitt might be better than him. Um, he reminds me of Aaron Donald and this, all the stuff that they're saying now because they're tired of talking about Carter, who they also said should not play and because he's going to be the number two pick in the next year's draft behind Will Anderson, who who they also don't like as well. Your number three D tackles, Daryl Middleton. Your number one nose tackle, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. Daryl Middleton is from Bethel University. Or Bethel, yeah, Bethel University in Tennessee. It's an NAIA program. So you already know what his NAIA film looked like, Raw. So throw that out the window because it's easy to look like this is legitimately Ross. If you went out there and today and was playing against middle school defensive linemen. There's no knocks at NIA competition, but Daryl Middleton is an SEC defensive lineman because he was at Tennessee. And when you go back and watch him at Tennessee, you see explosiveness off the ball. You see the hand uses to really uh, shock offensive linemen and throw guys out the way. He was playing like Brian Brissy was early in his career uh, at Clemson, and Middleton was doing the same thing. So you just hope that he is someone that is, you know, got his head on straight, that he's going to be able to go because he was at the Hula Bowl and did well. And this is someone also I feel like can be versatile enough to play as a five technique. And Keanu Benton was so disruptive, so uh, outstanding to me uh, at Wisconsin on film in the Big Ten. Then you get down to the Senior Bowl and you saw him just utilize that, that core strength, that brute strength to walk guys back consistently into the lap of the quarterback. So I like Benton as well, and I'm glad that he's starting to get some some pub now uh, also. Let's move on to your linebackers, Emery, and you break it down to inside backers, outside backers. In the inside backers, you've got Deion Henley, Drew Sanders, Aubrey Miller, Ivan Pace Jr., Jack Campbell. Let's start with Henley, who I know has been a big favorite of yours. Yeah, man, and the first game I saw of him uh, was a live exposure, uh, you know, like TV copy uh, during the football season when they played Wisconsin and they pulled off the upset out there at Camp Randall. I was like, man, this dude is all over the field. And then you find out that he was a receiver turned linebacker. So when you get down to the all-star game circuit, again, seeing these guys before I study their film, you watch them lock up running backs in one-on-ones, catching interceptions in one-on-ones, then you go back and watch the film, and I it, I couldn't help it, Ross. If you, you got the draft guide. I threw the comp out there as I, I don't want to seem like I'm over-exaggerating what I saw at the, the senior bowl, but I'm not going to make that mistake again. I, I saw it with Fred Warner. I was just afraid to put it out there and say, this dude is the best linebacker I've seen in this class. I'm saying that right now about Deion Henley, who I compared to Fred Warner, uh, because this dude is awesome. So you get somebody that could be on the field all three downs and can excel in coverage. That's someone that you want out there uh, at today's linebacker position, a guy that played receiver that has that experience um, to understand coverage and what an offense is trying to do to him. Sanders, Miller, 
Pace Jr. and Campbell. Tell me about those guys. Sanders is a tall inside linebacker with athleticism. He can rush the passer, so he's going to be a very good blitzer, in my opinion. You also look at the fact that Miller, um, <clears throat> he got better every rep at uh, the Senior Bowl. You go back and dig into his, his tape. His tape doesn't make sense at Jackson State. There was one play in particular, I believe they played uh, Bethune-Cookman, where he it was third and about three. He got the stop in the backfield, came back on fourth and inches, and he tried to run an ISO to the weak side, and he blew up the back at the point of attack, no gain turnover on downs. He was doing that stuff at the Senior Bowl too. So explosive, he's probably going to start as a core special teamer and excel there, but he's someone that's going to work himself into the regular defense by the time the season's over with. You talk about Ivan Pace, good athlete, and a lot of people like him as their linebacker one because he covers a lot. Um, and does a great job making open field tackles. I just wish he made more impactful tackles um, instead of tackles a little bit further down the field, be a little bit more forceful at the point of attack. But there is no doubt that he could sniff out the run on the inside. And Jack Campbell is another one um, out of Iowa. Built like, you know, Sanders, tall guy, um, good athlete, good with his hands too for an inside backer because of that frame. And another one that does a great job in chasing a run down, both coming toward him, going outside. Uh, he's able to really pressure and, and pursue i kind of like him more than lucas van ness to be honest as a defensive prospect uh so i do like uh campbell and what he brings to him so this is a really solid inside backer class yeah it is uh, all right outside backers biggest difference by the way for you emory between the inside guys and the outside guys biggest difference is uh can these guys stack and shed and so that's what separates guys being more inside guys as opposed to being more outside guys Stack and shed for those people that aren't familiar. Stack and shed is to be able to butt up, get a good run fit with the offensive lineman and shed the block and then go make the play. Some guys try to run around blocks. Some guys are terrible at taking on blocks head on. And they definitely also are terrible at getting off blocks. Some guys can meet the the, the guy at the point of attack, but struggle to get off. Some guys don't do both um, things well. So that's why you kind of separate, okay, who's better more on the inside? Who's better more on the outside? Your outside backers are D. Winters, Tyler Murray, Marty Mapu, uh, Jeremy Banks, and Jalen Graham. I know you love your uh, Sac State boy, Marty Mapu. Yeah, he is someone that was excellent on film. Um, good athlete, former defensive back that also now plays linebacker. Some teams may view him as a strong safety. We know that line is starting to get blurred between outside backer and strong safety. So, uh I said all that to say he could be your nickelbacker. He can cover. He has great ball instincts and ball awareness. Does a great job in playing top down. So I like him as a prospect. Had a great senior bowl and also NFL PA bowl. You look at D Winters, his game against Michigan was phenomenal. He's a tremendous athlete. He's another one that's a point and shoot defender where he sees the ball and he goes and gets the football. So you like that about him. You could trust him on the outside. Murray is someone that surprised me because he just kept making plays on film. And I was like, man, I, you can't ignore the fact that this guy is out there chasing the runaway, covering rather well, constantly making plays a player out of Memphis. You, you're not known for uh, defenders out of Memphis, but every year there's someone that's just a rare uh, athlete coming from Memphis, whether it's on the offensive line, whether it's in the backfield, whether it's at receiver. And now we're talking about someone that's playing linebacker for them. Um, and when you think about Jeremy Banks, I'm shocked that not a lot of people are talking about Banks. Banks is a tremendous athlete, former running back, 
turn linebacker, so he sees the game, how the running back sees the game. He understands offense, and that's why he's able to anticipate and make a lot of plays. Yeah, he'll whiff on some things, but you have to chalk that up to, hey, he is still a neophyte in terms of learning the position, but you like the fact that he's going a 1,000 miles an hour in one direction to blow things up. Go watch his Alabama game, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And Graham is another underrated player from the Big Ten out of Purdue. Good outside linebacker, patient in coverage, able to play top down like we like to talk about, meaning that he'll go from zone, drive down in the alley, make a play, and wrap up the ball carrier. Next week, we are going to dive into the defensive backs, which should be good because you got boundary corners, field corners, slot corners, free safety, strong safety, and combo safety. So we've got six different designations for defensive backs, which I love. The only thing I want to circle back on quick, Emery, was Jalen Carter because I think that'll be one of the things that stands out to people from this episode is you having Brissy ranked ahead of Carter, and I want you to dig in again as to why that is. I think Brissy was a little bit more consistent across the board. Didn't disappear a lot in ball games like Carter tends to do, and not in a bad way. Sometimes he just wasn't out there, and you kind of wonder why wasn't he out there as talented as he is. You want to see your best players out there all the time. So I felt like Brissy made a lot more noise uh, than Carter. Carter made the splash plays, which are great, but in terms of consistency, when you're watching it from down to down, play to play, he was off the field a lot. So that would be something if you were a true scout, if you're you know, a real scout, uh, not media guys like us, you you would have to ask him and ask the coaching staff, like, why wasn't he out there a lot? What was going on? Was it, you know, scheme? Was it conditioning? Was it matchups? So what was the, what was the reason why? So that, that would be a question for the real professional scouts to go out and find out. Love it. Awesome, awesome work, Emery. Um, I said it before. I'll say it again. You absolutely, all of you, you need to go to footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide and get Emery's draft guide before it's too late. Although I will say this, it's never really too late because you can still get it right after the draft because you want to know more about some of the free agents that your team signs or whatever. He is at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And on today's Ross Tucker Podcast, awesome interview with Joe Linta talking about what agents do this time of year. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.